2: Log Talk Radio.
0: We are your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, and we want to invite you to join us in this conversation that we will be having today by calling in our lines at 347-215-8305, or at any time you can join us in our chat room throughout our entire show.
2: Yes, yes, and today we are discussing the seven wonders of the world. And what they are, starting with number one, the Empire State Building. Honey, you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I thought that I was number one on that list. <laughs> uh, are, but. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, the Empire State Building is a magnificent landmark, and that would be in New York City for those of you who don't know, but everyone has been blessed to see the Empire State Building in the New York skyline for oh so many years. The construction of the New York um uh, Empire State Building began in March of 1930. Now, baby, this is going to blow your mind because you know how big the Empire State Building is. It, It began construction in March of 1930, and they finished it in 14 months. That's faster than it took to build some houses these days.
2: Now that is definitely amazing, my goodness, and for it to be that tall and that big, I had no idea, and I'm going to talk a little bit, my husband's going to give you guys the history, because he's the history buff, you know, the smart one of the group, and I'm the person that's going to tell you how it's linked to love and romance, well, I don't know if you guys are have ever been there, but it is a beautiful place, and That It has so many, like, stairs going up to the top where you can get to the observation deck. And I say it's linked because that's how I look at relationships. And me and my husband is on the observation deck of our marriage now, (laughs) and it's wonderful. But the climb up has been magnificent, and I look at the Empire State Building in that way. And in your relationship, whether it be marriage, just, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, fiancé, whatever it is, best friends, Always try to look at it that way as it's a climb. You're not going to reach the top and be on the observation deck unless you do the work and that's going up to the top. So that's how that one, I'd say, is personally linked.
0: Well, you know, babe, speaking of how tall it is in the observation deck, it is 1,472 feet from the street level to the top of the antenna, which is crazy. But to the observation deck, it is and. 50 feet, which is just outrageous. And if you're looking at the, the base of the whole area, which it sits on, you're looking about at two Acres, I would have to say, and just for those of you who want to know, it took seven million man hours. And you know, one year and forty-five days, baby, they didn't stop. One day they worked holidays, they worked weekends, they worked everything nonstop until that building was built.
2: And you guys see what I mean by he's the the buff that knows all these statistics yeah, and stuff. You see what I mean? I got you gotta love him. But I tell you what, now since he said that, they worked nonstop every day. You know, 365 days in that year. That's how you have to do with your relationship. And I'm going to show you how the Seven Wonders also is linked to love and romance, as we said in the title of this show. Now I'll let the, the um, smart professor go on.
0: No, no, <laughs> don't even try that. But listen to this, babe. When, yes. when we were with the Knicks, the, the trainer there, he always wanted me to go because once a year they have this race and you race to the top, so you run up all the stairs from the bottom level, you just all the way to the top, Mm -hmm. and I I never got a chance to do it, but it's something that uh, before we're out of here, i got to do. You start at the bottom, and you make it all the way to the top, whether you run, whether you walk, however you do it, but you make it to the top, which would be a fantastic thing to say that you accomplished because that has to be a tremendous amount of stairs.
2: Now, that is an accomplishment, but I tell you what, something brought melancholy to me you guys and and you know got my eyes kinda water my husband said before we're out of here and in case you didn't catch what he means he means before we leave this earth and it's so sad because he's my best friend and i want to be on this earth for ever with him and our kids and my mom and you know our family and friends and of course all of you and it's just sad when he puts it when someone puts it that way because it puts it right in your face and makes you realize that You're only here for a period of time. We're on borrowed time, everybody, and, you know, that kind of shows, again, how love and romance and life, and life is love, is linked to the seven wonders because we're only here temporarily, and that should be there for a long time, but it's obviously going to go one day, too, when this world ends.
0: No question, baby. And, you know, looking at these Seven Wonders, it's kind of crazy that New York has, too. So since we gave so much love to the Empire State Building, we're just going to pass over the next one, and that's the Statue of Liberty. Oh, that's me. The Statue of Liberty is me. It's it's an awesome sight, and and one reason that I love it is because it has that green tint to it, Mm -hmm. and that happens to be my favorite color. But the Statue, Statue of Liberty was a gift to the united states so that is something that uh, i believe it was france i don't want don't quote me everybody but I, le- I believe it was france that gave us that as a gift
2: of uh... goodwill if you now want that is a great gift of goodwill because she's not only beautiful she's something we can be proud of and holding her hand up to the sky with that torch is just obviously just one of the best
0: seven wonders that we have no question that in speaking of romance on that on that whole side of things is that is something that is very romantic you can I believe it's a fairy you take the fairy over we haven't been there yet but it's some something that we want to do is visit every one of these wonders And the uh, Statue of Liberty is one of them. I believe you could take your basket, have some lunch, relax, check out New York Harbor, and and watch all the ferries and boats go by, and at the same time visit the Statue of Liberty and get a little history
2: lesson. And I would definitely have to second that. And um, I would have to also add that women, you know, ladies out there, I see our lines is really busy. We are beautiful specimens. So are men. But we are the queen, and she represents all of us women as she stands so strong and so tall. So feel proud and feel loved again there's how love and romance is linked because of the Statue of Liberty we can see her and see love in that and then we move right along to the Great Wall of China and that's something honey we missed when the Sacramento Kings went on that trip and my husband said man because we were supposed to go we had passports in hand with the team we were ready to go they were taking the families by the way which was very uncommon with a lot of teams but the Kings we love them and we will always love them they were inviting all the wives to go and a lot of them went Doug was injured at the time and he had to surgery so we didn't get to go but the great wall of china looks to be a beautiful and loving and romantic place to go so any of you that's been lucky enough to go please call in and share with us some of your love and romance you shared at the great wall of china
0: now the the great wall of china is such an intimidating visual It, it is just incredible because from my understanding there are certain things that you can see from outer space and this is the Ooh. only one, yes, this is the only one that's man-made that you can see from outer space is the Great Wall of China. You can also see the Great Barrier Reef, which is in Australia from outer okay, space.
2: Okay, you guys, should we end this now? Because we can't keep up with this professor on this line. Get
0: out of here. These are just some <laughs> things that I heard in the locker room when I was.
2: Oh, they talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear that? You hear that? No, seriously. Honey, you can see the Great Wall of China from outer well, space? Well,
0: obviously we haven't been to outer space, but that's my understanding is that you can see it from outer space because it is so long and it is so wide and the crazy thing that it was it was built by hand because that those are stones that are stacked and you can walk on it. And I was mad at my grandma crystal, and if you're listening, Grandma Crystal, I am mad at you because you got to go there and you got to visit it and my <laughs> wife and I didn't. So we're not gonna hold it against you though. But that's one that we definitely have to go see because it is so impressive as just, you know, something that was built by hand. Which all of these wonders were, of course, yes. Wow,
2: and I see that's something else I learned everybody. I'm not trying to pretend that I am highly Highly versed On this subject But I did not know They were all built by hand So they have something In common again With love and romance A relationship The strength of a relationship Is built by hand Meaning you have to put The time and the effort And the attitude And the goodwill And the love And the heartfelt Um respect for your mate into your relationship so there again it shows you how that wall was built one brick at a time i'm sure isn't that brick babe and yes. that's how our relationship is built see how we can intertwine the two they They're so much alike it's like do you see how great and how strong and how long that wall is that's the way a relationship is and how it is built
0: No question. I mean, if you want something to stand the test of time, you're going to have to dig, you're going to have to get down in it, and these are the type of things that, as we've seen throughout the years, have stood the test of time. They've been able to be refurbished at at times, and sometimes you have to do that, but more than anything, it's a labor of love, Mm -hmm. and that is how you get something so great, and everybody's relationship can be just that if you give it that time and, and that precious care that it deserves.
2: And I would have to say that I think that I look at our relationship, honey. I'm just sharing this with you, and everyone that's listening can hear this secret. I want to just tell you that I view our relationship as part Empire State Building, 50% Statue of Liberty, 50% Great Wall of China, and then the next one, I definitely have to say, Tops it
0: off, and that would be the pyramids. Oh, you're talking about the pyramids at Giza. Now, this is uh, amazing. Out of all of the wonders of the world, That's right. this is definitely, I would have to say, probably my favorite. Because you yeah. look at the pyramids and, and you just think, how, 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 how were people able to, to do this with the type of tools that they had then, which were fantastic. But, you know, today a lot of things are a lot more precise and the tools are more um, able to be used. But they're constantly finding new tombs in them. And from my understanding, there is a hole, baby, that goes from the outside of the pyramid all the way to the inside of the pyramid, which is—I mean—you can imagine how thick some of these blocks are, as big as our house or a house, and some of the 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 uh, the rock that is used, you can't find it in that immediately immediate area so it was it was gathered from other parts of africa and brought up the nile river after they chiseled it out and then well they didn't have you know tires and wheels they did have wheels because they rode chariots but not Mm -hmm. modern so what they had to do is they had to take trees say fifteen twenty trees they had to deleaf them lay them on the ground and one by one they would put the the big rock which when i'm saying it's a rock this is a humongous piece we're talking
2: about oh a complete um, big mammoth size rock exactly oh
0: and they would roll it as soon as it got to the end they would take the log put it in the front boom and they would just keep rolling then they had to take rope which they made not rope like today these are handmade ropes and they had to put all wow. of those into place and with the precision. And the pyramids have been looted, and that's what a lot of people don't know to see the pyramids in their heyday. They had gold and emerald and all, all over them. They were covered, so they were shining and right. gleaming in the sun. And now, you know, all of the gold and everything has been looted by people, so uh, they don't look as impressive. Obviously, they they are still well, impressive. Well,
2: guess what? i got to stop you. Right? <laughs> so I have something special for you. And everyone, this is exclusive. I have it for you. And just listening to you speak so intelligently about these great wonders of the world, I want to share with you that I have an emotional poem that I want to give you that I just, thought of in my head and it is Roses are red, violets are blue, I would go to the Pyramids of Giza any time with you. Ooh, that's hot. I'm going to keep you
0: to that one right there because this is something that I have to see. So no question about it. Everybody, you heard it right here. And after we go, we're going to come back and tell everybody about it. And if we don't go, I'm going to tell everybody about it. Believe that. No question. But the the Pyramids of Giza, baby, are my favorite out of all the wonders of the world, no question. Impressive, impressive. Built by the pharaohs of Egypt uh, That it's just It's crazy to believe that uh, Men and women Could put something together The way that these were put together And they still are standing the test of
2: time. And did you hear my husband and I As you can see love is definitely linked to the pyramids of Giza. Because guess what It gave me the emotional and romantic Inkling to tell my husband A poem that I thought of When thinking of that you look at the pyramids And as the old saying goes Together we stand and divided we fall. Ooh. As they stand, they stand together. So that's how you have to keep your relationship and your family and your friends and everyone close to you in your personal circle. Keep it together because together you'll stand and divided you'll fall. And moving right along we'll go right into the next one and that would be the Eiffel Tower.
0: Ooh. Now you're talking love and romance. This what? is man, this is all romance right here. And we're talking the Eiffel Tower, which is in Paris, and it is the tallest building in Paris. And listen to this number right here, which is crazy, baby. 200 million people have visited the tower. Since 1889 when it was built. Can you believe that? 200 million.
2: Do you know how many people that is? That means it is of high interest, it's very popular, and we have to go. Because I haven't seen it, so I'd love to go. Now, where is this located? In this country or in another country?
0: Paris, France.
2: Paris, okay. That that tells you where. in the next five years. we oui. oui mon chéri. Okay, see? Now let's talk about love and romance and how it's linked to the Eiffel Tower. Just that quick, my husband was able to speak something beautiful to me, and I just look and I go, My God, he's so romantic. See what I mean? So, the, the, the fact that he can say it's the most romantic place shows you that love is in all the seven wonders of the world.
0: No question, baby. I mean, this right here is the epitome of romance. Obviously, Paris is notorious for its romantic feel, the food, the vibe, the wee-wee, and all that. But this is a place that you have to go. You have to have lunch out in the courtyard and really take the Eiffel Tower in for everything that it is. But can
2: I ask you, and is it true that in Paris, France, and they said Italy, all the wives that's from those places told me, you have to get dressed up to just go and have lunch. You cannot throw on sweats and a T-shirt like I like to do, the comfy look, <laughs> over there. Because European people will look at you like, oh, my goodness, where did you come from? So is it true, do you think? Because you've yes. been there.
0: Yes, it, it is. You, you'll see oh. people at their, well, they don't have Starbucks because they're drinking espressos at the local coffee shop.
2: Oh, the wee-wee.
0: The wee-wee, with your pinky out. So... Yes, you, you want to get dressed up. They're not really dig. I mean, obviously you can be yourself and do whatever you want, but I would say the majority of people over there are putting on something nice, and they're going out, and they are having lunch and relaxing, walking, reading, doing those sort of things.
2: So they enjoy getting up, putting on some clothes, like in the olden days when all the people would dress up fancy, in the towns and stuff like in the old movies we watch. See yeah. you know how manic that is and special when the lady's a lady and treat it like a lady and the men are the strong men and they, you know, have their role? And nowadays, it's like 50-50, and I'm not that person. I want to be the lady, so I'm the damsel in distress, and my husband rescues me.
0: Oh, good God. Very <laughs> <Fairy laughs> tale! I am feeling you. But you know how you can uh, look at the Eiffel Tower and Love and Romance mm-hmm. that until 1930, when New York City's Chrysler Building was built, this was the tallest building in the world. And now it, No, it is now the fifth tallest structure. But... It still has all the love and everything, so it doesn't matter if you're not the biggest or the strongest, you can still have love and romance. That's Believe right, that. and, and
2: my husband saying that to say that it is linked to love and romance as well. It don't matter who you are, what you do, you are special in your own right. and. Wow, we got callers calling in, but they have to call the show to get in. (laughs) Um, Yes, and moving right along, we'll go right on into Leaning Tower of Pisa. Now, this I'm interested to hear about, baby.
0: Well, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, now this is an impressive, impressive building, and in uh, 1173 due to poorly laid foundation now right into love and romance there because you got to have a good foundation if you want everything to work solidly but it started to lean and it, it was three stages it took about a hundred and seventy seven years so we're looking at when it started in 1173 it was done in about 1350 or something like that and Obviously, after it started leaning, the engineers and everybody were a, a bit worried about well it 's leaning is it going to tip over well no it 's not going to tip over and in the effort to compensate for the tip tilt excuse me, the engineers built higher floors with one side taller than the other, and this made the tower begin to lead in the other direction. And, uh, because of this, so you got the tower leaning one way, they build floors that try to compensate, and all of a sudden now, the leaning tower of Pisa turns into what I guess it would be called today is the curved tower of pisa because it is it definitely is curved but this is an impressive impressive building something that we're going to have to see and for those of you that maybe some people have never seen it but it is actually leaning and it man it is it is something else and to compensate it like i said babe they tried to build floors that were a little bit different so what started happening is the tower started to curve so now i'm not looking at it so much as a leaning tower as i am as the curved tower of pisa <laughs>
2: The curved, okay. Well, guess what? Is it is it just a beautiful name, or is it really just that romantic? The Leaning Towers of
0: Pisa. The Leaning Towers of Pisa. I mean, that is something. Uh, like I said, I want to see them all, but that's something that you have to see because a building that is is that big, and it is a hundred and eighty-three feet from the ground to the lowest side, and a hundred and eighty-six to the highest side so there's a three foot difference when you get up there to the top which is substantial if you are 183 feet off the ground you don't want to be playing around because uh, i'm going to stand on the side that's holding up that 186 i'm going to be over there but if you want to go to the 183 be my (laughs) guest
2: yeah i can feel that one honey and then we move right along and we go right into the Taj Mahal my dream place to go to you want to tell them a little bit about that
0: yeah, the Taj Mahal. Now, the Taj Mahal is actually a mausoleum, which is located in uh, Agar, India. And listen to this, babe. Mm-hmm. This was built by an emperor, and he built it in the memory of his favorite wife. Not his only wife. He okay. built it in memory <laughs> of his favorite wife, Mumtaj Mahal. That was the name. And the nickname of it is, they call it the Taj And a lot of elements that went into it, they love Persian style, Turkish style, Indian style, and Islamic architecture styles. They used a a lot of different um, styles to create this beautiful masterpiece. And for those who have seen it, it is uh, white domed, and the dome is made of marble. And inside, there is a lot of marble and a lot of gold. And the building was—it's hard to call the Taj Mahal a building, to be honest with you. Let's call it a structure or something more dynamic than just a building. But it was completed in 1684. So it's that old. Excuse me, 16 and. 48. I'm
2: it's sorry. that old, though. I'm yeah. thinking that it was like, you know, more modern, more like
0: 1875.
2: No. It's a long time. Yeah,
0: it was completed in 1684. But what happens with a lot of those buildings like that is they take such great care of them. They refurbish certain areas right. because you have so many visitors that come to see them. But this is truly something to see because. The dome, and then it has smaller domes that are on each side of it, is just beautiful. And to look at something that big and to know that it's made out of marble is just incredible.
2: Well, we just got a question. They want to know why is that a wonder? Why
0: do you think that's a wonder? Well, to build something that long ago... And for it to, to stand the test of time that it, that it has and to watch buildings and different things that have been created in the present day and nothing really, to be honest with you, to come to even touching that is, is definitely, definitely a wonder of the world, no question.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, guess what, everybody? You got to share with us on all the wonders, the seven wonders of the world. We forgot one. How love and romance is linked
0: the eighth wonder of the world oh wait a is,
2: minute we got a surprise you guys
0: the eighth wonder of the world everybody out there is your personal relationship that's what it is you <laughs> oh. can make it a wonder if you want to
2: <laughs> you hear that you guys you heard it live coming from Doug christie right here on my radio show And you know what really seriously honey tell them what the eighth wonder is you know what that
0: is yeah the eighth wonder is me Oh, see, here we go.
2: (laughs) No, we'll move right along, and we're going into hot topics right now, and um, we'll cover them rather quickly because we we enjoy talking to you so much about the Seven Wonders that we got a little behind. So we'll move right into Winehouse. Do you know who Winehouse is?
0: Uh, Are you talking about Amy Amy Winehouse? Yes, you told me about that.
2: Yes, she was filmed um, actually engaging in drug use again, and the reason that's important, because, I mean, she's a grown woman, she can make her own decisions, but she had said that she had stopped using it. So the media seems to be really out attacking her. Her music, if anyone's listened to it, is fantastic. And it's I have to hear it's some of this music. Me. Did you, you tell me? You, you,
0: my wife has told me, everybody, about Amy Winehouse and this music, and she says that it is fantastic. It I is. haven't heard it, but she showed me a picture, and I couldn't believe that that music is coming out of that. And, house.
2: you know, you would never think that someone saying they want me to go to rehab and I said no, no, no would be hot. But the That's way- a song? That's the song. But that's the words in the song and the verse in the song. But it's defiant, but at the same time, it has like a real cool groove to it that you would love. And I'm going to get it for him. And you know what? In fact, we're going to upload it to this show. And next week, everybody, make sure you listen because you're going to hear it. And we're going to faintly play. (laughs) I've got to hear this. (laughs) So you can hear it. But no, we wish her the best. Amy Winehouse is a cool actress, I mean singer, and she actually won some awards. She won some Grammys this year and everything, so hopefully she can get her thing together because that's very difficult to accomplish, and uh, I wish her the best. And then we'll move right on into to a new video of a soul singer smoking what it appears to be We When mm-hmm. you talk about who that is, you have to tune in next week to find out. We're going to have a mystery one on that one. See if you know who that is.
0: Oh, I don't you know. know. No, I have no idea, but... Uh I'll be tuning in next week, also, everybody. So I'll find out with everybody out there in <laughs> listening a
2: land. <laughs> and then the next hot topic is Tracy Edmonds. That was Babyface's wife. They have gotten a divorce since. And she is the president and COO of Our Story um, Productions. She has just gotten offered to do about four movies. So wow. um, it's really great that she's doing that. She's one of the only African American women that can green light a film in Hollywood. So. That's awesome, honey. That
0: is incredible. Hats off. I mean, hey, if you can do it, that means I can do it, and everybody out there can do it. You just got to put in the hard work. No question about it.
2: Oh, no question at all. And then we will move right into Dallas. After spending nearly 23 years in prison for rape that he did not commit, a man named Thomas Clifford McGowan. He heard the words that set him free. They told him to let him go because of DNA testing. He found out that they found out he was not the person that committed the rape 23 years ago. So I have a question for you honey, do you think that they compensate these people after they've locked them up for their whole life pretty much?
0: Well, I truly think that you should be compensated. Uh, I mean, 23 years. I'm just oh happy God. that Clifford was able to be proven innocent because, you know, the saying everybody in jail says they're innocent, but this guy was really innocent. And I mean, how do you pay, how do you compensate somebody I, I 23 years of your life? So I don't know what, when he got put in. I'm not sure, but 23 years later, he looks to probably be 40, 50 years old. I mean, what do you what do you you what?
2: Ah. Well, I know that's the way I feel, but I feel, I think he had a wife and he had a family that stood behind. Had the years has had uh, he might have gotten a wife since being in because a lot of times they they just have time to develop how to really speak to a woman when they've been in prison, and so they can to get these women to marry him. I don't know how long they've been married, but the good thing is he has a family that's still behind him, and they helped him fight this, and now he's free, but I'm mad now. I, I mean... It's taken 23 years of my life. If yeah, I'm no him.
0: question, but I, I think even more than that, I, I see that he quoted, I believe you can walk out of here a free man. He he can't believe that he's free, and I think probably being free... now. In a little bit of time, he's gonna look at it and say, you know, I'm a little bit angry, maybe, but I think they're probably more being free. Uh-oh. is probably the uh, hey, I'm just happy to be free and be alive right at this point. But compensation is definitely due. I don't know how you compensate somebody <laughs> like that, but definitely someone needs to compensate. Well, def- we
2: wish him the best, and guess what? I think that you're gonna
0: hear something about Tuesday. Oh Here yeah. He is. That's what. I- is my favorite
1: sport oh basketball is definitely
0: definitely my favorite sport and at this particular time of the year we're talking nba playoffs and basketball is at the epitome of everything that you want to do as far as sports, and we're going to bring in the one, the only, Wizzle, to talk a little basketball NBA playoffs. We're going to cover everybody out there in the land, and we just want to know, Wizzle, man, what is happening with the NBA playoffs these days? And you know what? Wherever you want to start, Wizzle, East Coast, West Coast, just
1: jump on in. Well, let's start. First of all, let's start West Coast. I know everybody got the tube turned on. Wow! Can you see what's happening <laughs> to Denver? It is Coach Carl's job in a desperate state right now? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're watching what's going down. Are, are the Lakers have they put together another dynasty type of team? There's a lot of things going down right now. The upsets, the games that's going on. Hey, check out later on what's going on this evening. There's. The Lakers right now, and it looks like the hottest thing going down.
0: Now, now, L.A., they're in Denver. They're impressively, obviously, in the playoffs, Whistle. You're supposed to keep your home court. Okay, that's great. L.A. wins two at home. Now, when you go on the road, if you can't hold serve, then all of a sudden that's when the game really starts. But L.A. beating Denver in Denver, going up 3-0. I mean, is that is it written in stone?
1: I think that it's pretty much written, and I don't know if that's as big of a, a, as, a as a change as San Antonio going against Phoenix and and really putting a whopping on Shaquille O'Neal and company. So uh, there's a lot of big things happening right now. Well,
0: San Antonio, and Phoenix. You know, I, I spoke uh, two days ago. I was on ESPN Radio, and I, and I spoke, and that was one of the questions that they asked me was, they said, "Do you think that Phoenix can go back home, get a little home cooking?" and turn the series around against San Antonio. And honestly, I said, yes, I do, because they are such a good home team. But this goes to show everybody out there in basketball land that you can't sleep on a champion and you can't sleep on veteran players because it looks like San Antonio has taken their time, has waited to the postseason, went through the regular season, did okay, but now they're turning it on.
1: And there's a lot of big things going down. Hey, you can go to the first upset that Utah's had in quite some time when Houston uh, uh, stepped into their gymnasium the first time. Again, that's telling you about the parity that's in the West Coast, and this West Coast Conference is deadly. I mean, uh there's a lot of good basketball going on right now. And I, I'm a West Coast biased, and, hey, that's where it's happening right now for me.
0: Now tell me this, Wizzle, do you really think, because I was talking to my wife about this, and we, she said, Houston's going to come back, Houston's going to come back, and I said there's no way because Utah had the best home record, and I was looking at it, and I just really didn't think that they were going to be able to pull it off. But do you think Houston gets back in this series and wins
1: game four? You know what, i got to give them a shot at it because at this point it's, I think that any ex- expert can realistically look at all of, this, of what's going down and come to the conclusion that all the numbers that get thrown out the door because it's got to happen right now. Right, ever, Whatever's happening right now is the hottest thing that's going down. And with these teams, when they step into this gym, all the records and all that go up out the door. Now, I, if you look at all of that, you would think that uh, New Orleans would have the greatest chance or greatest opportunity at getting an upset as opposed to uh, any of the other teams, the way that they've been handling Dallas. But all of a sudden, hey, Dallas shows up, and then they pull up this record that, hey, you guys haven't won here since 96 or 98, and it's some weird thing, and weird things happen. So I don't know what's happening. It's like something you can't get a grip of, and this is why you must stay tuned with the games and what's happening.
0: Now, do you think New Orleans, I mean, obviously they have an MVP candidate in Chris Paul. you got a, a great coach of the year candidate who gets my vote in Byron Scott. You have a sharpshooter in Paige Stojakovic, and you have a lot of uh, other elements that, that allow you to have the second-best record in the Western Conference. Do you think that they can go? Because this is where a young team really starts to set themselves apart and grow up, if they can win a game on the road in a place like Dallas, which Dallas isn't the hardest place the world to win a game, I might I might add, do you think that they can pull it off New Orleans?
1: And I agree with you completely because first and foremost this is about growth and hey, the games that we watched when they competed against Dallas and they were in their home court they had that advantage. They won both of those games without any contest. Now the fortitude of the team will be tested this coming game, this coming contest, because you guys just lost one, what can you do? You gotta get a win here. That's the bottom line. You gotta get a win in Dallas to go through it. So that's the kind of thing we're looking at and I think they got an opportunity but again the numbers that go out the door. I mean you guys gotta go in there and step in there and do it and I mean, it looks like Chris Paul was frustrated. It looks like Dallas stepped their play they're, they're a playoff play as far as competing against defense, loose balls, every aspect. Uh, Avery Johnson did a better job as far as maneuvering uh, personnel, putting Jason Terry on uh, Chris Paul for a change and letting uh, maybe somebody of the, the, the same type of stature play defense and compete against this player and, and someone who can score at that moment too. So uh, there's a lot of things going on down and uh they do have an opportunity but Dallas looks really, really good at home and I'm sure their team and their fans know that uh uh Charlotte's or excuse me Charlotte, New Orleans is no joke.
0: Now now Will, I mean Charlotte, New Orleans, that is an honest mistake right there because the teams jumped around so much. But jumping to the Eastern Conference, we got Boston and we got Atlanta. Now are you giving Atlanta any type of hope?
1: Will tell me. I got to give Atlanta a shot because you know what initially I didn't give Philly a shot not to keep jumping around this league because there's so many weird things that are going down that are out of character and again you get reminded that the playoff is a is a, is a game and it's a chess match and this is based upon matchups and 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 I would never guess that Philly would be up 2 to 1 2 You know, based upon Detroit and who they are and what their experience and all the things that are supposedly supposed to be in their favor. So, with that, I'm going to say that Atlanta has a chance to get a win tonight. And, I mean, why not? (laughs) <laughs> okay.
0: Now, now speaking of Detroit and, and Philly, I mean, now, you, you called this early. You, you obviously didn't say that it would be up two games to one, but you said Detroit kind of goes into games sometimes, and they know that they're a good ball club, and all of a sudden, either it's they're over... Estimating, underestimating, they're not looking at their opponent right, they don't show up on the night, and all of a sudden, bam, they lose the game. Well, now they've lost two, they're down 2-1, they are in Philly in a must-win situation. What do you think happens in game four with Detroit-Philadelphia?
1: This is a huge game, and again, all the numbers and everything goes out of the door, whatever you've... Pre, have preconceived about Detroit and their know-how, their experience, and all those type of factors that you should uh, realistically factor in are thrown out of the window because the facts are is that you probably are looking at one of the most conceited, if you would, conceited teams of all times. So I'm talking about Chauncey us talk about we, even if we lose tonight, we know that we're a better team. We got the best five players in the, in the NBA, top to bottom. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should win, and you have haven't put on enough jewelry to believe that yourself so there's a lot of things that's going down i mean it's it's huge it's huge and philly's got a good chance atlanta's got a good chance and because a lot of teams seem to uh, be resting on their laurels, as opposed to putting effort out there and then going and do what they're supposed to do, it's grind time, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and get your money and, and put your money where your mouth is. get out there on the court and compete. And I don't see a lot of that from the more experienced teams right now. It's interesting.
0: Yes, it is. I think that this is a change of the guard in the NBA, and some of these young players and young teams are stepping forward. And that leads me right into our next matchup, and that's Orlando and Toronto. And, and Dwight Howard, I mean, talk to me about this. What do you think are Orlando's chances of moving on facing a Toronto team that is tough? Definitely tough at home. But uh, do you see this series going seven games? Do you see Orlando getting out, or, or what are you looking at here?
1: I think that uh, Orlando really, really has a good chance. And um, and, and the thing that makes this whole situa- situation, the, the scenario, interesting is the fact that two of the key players in Dwight Howard and Chris Boschert are some of the best of friends. And so this is like a, point, a pinnacle point in both of their lives where who's going to take and, and assume wherever they're supposed to be going next first. I mean, everybody's trying to strive and get to the next round. Tracy McGrady has been trying to ascend to the next level and discover new things about himself, and so it, that's what makes it interesting about me. It, it's really based upon those guys. I, I really know that uh, Chris Bosh is a, is a highly underrated player. Uh, he could step out, and he's given he's given uh, Dwight Howard forty nine, I believe, earlier this uh, this season. So. I I, I do think they take it personal, and it's really about who's growing up the most and who wants to take the step to the next level. You know, Toronto, uh,
0: looking at their team, Toronto is a team that I think underachieved this year from from my perspective, and I think that they were a team that really could do some some things in the playoffs. They are missing a player, too, due to injury. Uh, But, this was a tough matchup for Orlando, and I don't. it's hard to say who's going to get out. If Orlando gets out, they've grown up and watch out for them. If Toronto gets out, that is showing their wherewithal, and I, I wouldn't want to be playing them if I was uh, a, another team in the second round. But I think that I'm going to go with Orlando on this one. I think they're going to get past Toronto.
1: That's not a bad choice at all, and I can go with Orlando with that. I think that Hidu Turkoglu is flying under the radar, too, as far as star players and good personnel in the NBA League this year.
0: Now, our, our last matchup, obviously, is Cleveland versus Washington. There's been a lot of yip-yap going back and forth between these two teams. Cleveland got thumped as hard as anyone could get thumped, being up 2-0. You win by 30 in Game 2, you lose by 30 in Game 3. Uh, what are you seeing in the Cleveland-Washington matchup?
1: I think that the matchup would have been a lot more clear if uh, if Gilbert is nothing personal, wouldn't be around or wouldn't be involved because once you put him back in the mix with the team that's competed and got to where they were together, they've established a new identity and relationships and continuity together that somehow gets ruined when you put somebody in the mix. And, they're you know, he's a star player. But I just really think that it's based upon what type of uh, moves that Eddie George's is going to make with Gilbert, uh, not uh, sacrificing his injuries or any type of his future at the same time, but realizing that his team got him to where he was based upon just the team alone.
0: No question. I mean, that's a good point because team basketball is where it's at, especially when you're in the playoffs. You have to depend on all 12 guys on the roster to come in because you never know injuries. Different things can happen. You double overtime guys foul out, and guys need to step up. And Washington, you're right, has solidified themselves as a, a team with or without Gilbert. Gilbert obviously being helpful, uh, healthy. Uh, Adds a whole different dimension, but if he's not healthy, you really don't know what you're going to get, and maybe guys are standing around looking when they've used to been playing over these last few months, so that is uh, that's going to be up in the air, but I, I really see Cleveland coming back winning this series i don 't know that they they get past the next series, but uh, initially, I said Washington was going to upset Cleveland, but uh, I think you're right with Gilbert, it adds a little something that might make the team uneasy and. And uh, I think Cleveland's going to get by him.
1: And again, uh, don't forget that LeBron James is a beast. <laughs> no
0: question, no
1: questions about that. A monster, my
0: wife said. Now, now, last week, Wizzle, well, we didn't get to do our, our fantasy final. But I'm going to give you, because this week I had Phoenix and Detroit, but there's, Absolutely no way it looks like Phoenix is going to make it to the finals. So we are going to substitute and we're going to go old school. San Antonio and Detroit. That was, I believe, 2003 matchup, 2004 uh, matchup. Just, I mean, if, if we see San Antonio and Detroit in the finals, who's walking away with the bill?
1: You know what, it becomes interesting. And if Detroit, the uh, less their team, can make it there, I really believe that they they should go ahead and win because in no way, shape, or fashion do I see them as a team contending or, or trying to uh, establish themselves as one of the great teams this year. Um, I can completely see, I'm sorry to change the scenario, Boston and the Celtics. And what we're looking at, uh, uh, not Boston, but uh, San Antonio and the Celtics. And what we're looking at is two of the best defensive teams, mm-hmm. and 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 you got star players, and you got big matchups, a lot of flops, and a lot of tough calls. And I think that maybe potentially what we could be looking at. I don't know. We'll we'll wait to see. Who you got in that one? Woo! That's a toss-up. Come on, Whistle, we'll give it I to us. I got <laughs> to go to the best coach, and I got to go to the pop because he's got mine little. Manela Wizzle, always
0: good. Thank you very much for joining us with all the input on West Coast, East Coast. Everybody stay tuned next week for our old school matchup fantasy basketball finals with the Wizzle.
1: Thank you. Enjoy the smoothie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna move right on in. We're gonna go right in the back and lifestyle. that. Ooh. Guess what? Before we go into fashion and lifestyle, I want to let you guys know that we need to have you go to InfiniteLoveFoundation.com and get information on the epidemic that's going around, which is called HIV and AIDS. In Washington, D.C., the statistics is alarmingly high. So please go there, get more information, or go to your local CDC and get information there. But definitely... understand and know that we fight this cause, we are here, we are trying to bring awareness to it, and every week our show is dedicated to, um, you know, the betterment of people's knowledge about it and education of HIV and AIDS awareness, so I wanted to make sure I covered that and let you guys know you can go there, you can email us at this email address, or you can go to our other email addresses at our MySpace, but you can go to jackiechristy.com or sales at com or you can go to dougchristy.com. There's so many different ways to reach out to us and talk to us, ask us questions, and wherever we can, wherever we can help, we will. So I just wanted to share that with you, and it will take like a 10-minute pause before we go 10-second pause. Excuse me, everybody, before we go into our next segment, which would lead us right into fashion and. Goodbye. And guess what, everybody? I could listen to that music all day long, but we're going to go right into fashion. And I would say that one of my picks for this spring and coming into summer is scarves fashionably worn, ladies, you can really make a statement. And I like to wear mine in the belt loops of my jeans. I haven't done that in quite a while, but I'm going to do that. That's a special retreat for my husband. You know, mm. the pink ones and polka dot ones. You can wear designer ones or not designer ones. And, Frank, in fact, I, you know, love to shop at Target. They have great scarves every year. They're in the range of probably 9 to $18. They're silk and they're beautiful. They add fun and excitement. I'm a person that loves clowns a lot because I think clowns represent true happiness and they always have a smile. Sometimes they're sad clowns, but you can still find the beauty and the fun in them. So I just, I don't know, I just have a a love clowns, and I think scarves make me feel happy and excited as well. So I think that that's a good pick for this summer. Even if you're into more casual clothing like I am, you can still put a scarf on and jazz it up, and you can it just adds that special touch. What would you say, honey? No
0: question, babe. One of the reasons I love scarves the most is because I've watched you from you wearing them on your head around your (laughs) neck around your waist it doesn't matter uh scarf is something that adds color dimension to an outfit i I just i I love it It, it's the epitome of style i think for you and it's something that you can uh you know clamp it together you can tie it off you can do so many different things and it's versatile so uh yes definitely one of my favorites for my wives are scarves
2: Thank you, honey. And then we'll move right into number two. Our tip is bathing suits. And they're not just for women, they're also for men, but they wouldn't be called a bathing suit for men. They'd be called swimming trunks. <laughs> and you can get great ones anywhere. I'd say one of my tips would be go to old Navy. They have awesome ones and they're anywhere in the range of five ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine. You go in there and you spend fifty bucks and you got three or four pairs, you're set for the summer if you're a guy because you don't need the top to it. Women, bathing suits, you can get them at Nordstrom's Rack, you can get them at Marshall's. I'd probably say if you want to be economically safe, you want to go to a TJ Maxx, Marshalls, or Target and get them. They're gorgeous. You can get solid colors, polka dot ones, stripe ones, whatever, pretty much you want. Because let's face it, a bathing suit doesn't have to cost 300 bucks to look good. If you're not in shape, so what? This is us. It's our bodies. We can do what we want. The water doesn't care. It doesn't discriminate. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. And also, I would say for slimming looks, because a lady emailed me the other day and asked if she's a little hard um, heavier than she wants to be because she just had a baby and she wants to go on a vacation with her husband. She wants to know what would make her look slimmer. I would recommend a solid-color bathing suit in a dark color. Doesn't matter the fabric. Maybe a black would be really fitting. And let it be the whole bathing suit. Not the bikini style, but the whole bathing suit that covers your midsection. And that is really slimmy. Make sure that on the sides it is a high cut on the sides so it gives you a longer leg look. If you get the kind that goes kind of down around you like shorts, you're going to look thicker. So that would be my recommendation for ladies out there that might have that same question. I I myself have that question, so I kind of know because I've experienced it. And then we'll move right along into hair. And hair, because we are we got 11 minutes left and we still have our love and romance section, but hair, you really want to, I think braids are in style now. Honey, what would you say about that?
0: No question. Uh, I mean, for men, obviously, you know, if you're losing it and you want to go bald, that's a great look. But uh, braids are big, especially for men and women nowadays, and it's something that is easily taken care of. The only problem with braids is when you have to take them out. (laughs) Well, those are the little braids, though. Yeah, but even so, taking uh, our son has braids, and we take them out, and he has hair all over the place, and that's how <laughs> he likes it. He he just wants to go free with it. But braids are something that it is definitely an easy look, and if you want to keep them nice, you put a scarf on, like my wife said earlier, and our first fashion tip, because that's going to keep it nice. Also, mm-hmm. what type of pillowcase, babe? Tell him about that.
2: You got to use a satin pillowcase. I'm so glad my husband said that. See what I mean? you guys. He is right. If you do not wear or use a satin pillowcase at night, it will dry your hair, especially African-American hair. It will dry it out and make it even more coarse. So you definitely want to use a satin pillowcase. You can get them pretty much at any hair supply place usually – Or at like Fred Myers or Target They all sell them Any bedding department at a Macy's or anywhere They're not expensive but try it you guys I know you're out there listening Try the satin pillowcase and call us in a week Or email us in a week or something And tell us the difference that you find with your hair And it also keeps styles fresh It makes them last longer They don't fall out And then all of a sudden you don't have the look anymore And have to go back to the salon and spend $50 to $100 To get that look again It will help sustain the style And something else honey that's um, really popular in coming back in style is the short crop look for girls. And that's one of the looks you love on me. What do you think about that?
0: Oh, no question. That's one of my favorites because with the short crop look, you can wrap it. You can do a lot of different things with your hair. Even though it's short, there's, it's just a cute style, especially if you got a, a cute face like my wife has. Uh, it, it really chisels you out, and it makes your face more prominent in your style than when you have a lot of hair. It kind of hides your face a little bit. you got short hair, it's going to bring it out. Uh, obviously, your neck and all those different things that men really like are more prevalent, and you put a little smell good on there, and all of a sudden, he comes up, and he's kissing you
2: on your neck yep and we'll move right along because um, it's time <laughs> to go into the love and romance <laughs> session thank you honey for that and everybody by the way for the last say three months i have been wearing ponytails every day i get up and put in the ponytail and i'm so tired of that so i will be going back to the short crop look i think in 2009 and um moving into love and romance hey. You like that? Oh, that's hot, right Is there. My Let's listen for a minute, everybody. Let's just come through
0: with it. Yes, I can talk to Okay, enough of
2: that everybody. Um, we'll jump right on in. Somebody wrote us and asked, How do you deal with jealousy? And the reason that this is big for me to comment on first is because I have been labeled a jealous monster in the industry, uh, basketball, because they think that I'm jealous. And the sad thing is, no, I love my husband, I respect my husband, and I am truly blessed to have him as my mate and life partner and best friend and child's father. And I think it's misconstrued a lot in relationships if someone doesn't want their mate acting a certain way or doing a certain thing. And I think that that's a universal need and want i think men and women feel the same way but it's played up when a woman feels a certain way so i wanted to say that jealousy is something that any and everyone can deal with and hopefully you don't actually feel that way you just feel that you love and cherish and value your marriage or relationship so that title i think is overrated and anybody out there if you if you feel that you are looked at in that way or you feel that that might be the way that um, you're acting, don't worry about it, you just care about your mate. And I'll let my husband comment.
0: No, no question, baby. And that takes us into to number two, and that's fear of losing your mate. And that's I think right. they go hand in hand, actually, because fear is, is what jealousy is all about. I mean, if, right. if you're afraid of losing your mate, you're going to be jealous because you're thinking about them doing this or that or going here or there. But the the biggest thing is that we have to learn how to be comfortable with ourselves and respect ourselves. And once we do that, your mate is going to be whoever they are. Obviously, you're going to have to support them, you're going to have to love them, and they're going to have to reciprocate that. But the fear of losing your mate isn't something that is a necessity for you to deal with. Sometimes you're going to have it. Let's face it, jealousy and fear are things that we deal with all the time, but like my wife said, they are definitely something that can be dealt with. And that's, this might be something that you talk to your mate about. You go to them and say, you know, I'm really, whatever it is, I'm, I'm in fear of losing you, I, I think this or that. And the conversation, those are the things that are going to build the foundation for both of you to build on, and the fear of losing your mate the jealousy those different things that come with that fear ultimately will go away but it's something that you're going to have to take and you're going to have to take a more proactive approach to it and make sure that both of you guys are communicating and talking
2: that's right i couldn't have said it better and we'll move right along into setting a good example for your children and when we say that um to people when they ask us like this question has come up is how do you do that? It's the way we live our life it's how I would want my child to respect and love and and treat their mate and put them first and sometimes i mean in any relationship you'll have your ups and downs you'll have your misunderstandings you'll have your arguments and things like that but it all boils down to what's at the end of the day do you still love your mate are you being respectful did it just get a little out of hand did you guys control your tempers did you were you able to talk about it 15 20 30 minutes later and move past it or are you building and holding resentment that's what your child will learn what you do is what they're going to mimic when they grow up so If you want them in a hostile environment, hostile relationship, hostile marriage or whatever it may be, then if you act that way, you can best believe they're going to mimic you because their parents is the first and, you know, that's what they see and that's who they want to grow up to emulate and be like. So always, you know, set a good example by showing them that even if a misunderstanding does occur, talking about it, working through it together either as a couple or as a family is the way to go and that will set the good example for your kids.
0: No question, baby, and a lot of the times people don't think that their kids are watching or they're not listening, and believe me, they are because they're little sponges and Whatever it is that you're doing, your child loves you more than anything, so they're going to imitate, emulate, copy, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, they are going to do what you do. A lot of children might not be strong enough that if their parent is doing something to go the other way and do their own thing because they want to be like mommy or daddy. So just make sure that we're trying to uh, set set a good example for the next generation.
2: That's right. My husband said it. There it is. And then the last one is building trust. And as we were asked by a few of our listeners to elaborate on this one, their trust has been broken, but they still love their mate and they want to make it work. What should they do? And I would just suggest if that is the relationship you feel you want to stay in, get counseling. You're going to need counseling because some days you're going to have good days, some days you're probably going to have bad days. And you're going to think about and wonder and feel bad and blame yourself and all those different negative feelings that could come in there's trained individuals out there that can help you and if you're financially strapped you can always get you know public help and they will send you to someone you can talk to because nothing in the world is worse than not being able to Uh, vibe with someone and share your feelings and be able to trust that person enough to tell them how you're feeling. If you have friends, usually you want to look good in their eyes, so you're going to hold all that in that you've been betrayed by your mate so you don't tell them, and maybe you become, you know, inclusive and start being by yourself well if you if you're able to talk to someone it will help you get past all of those emotions and if you really want to work it out they can help you guys to try and rebuild whatever that trust is So don't feel bad that you want to stay with your mate there's a lot of people in relationships nowadays that maybe other people would have said you should have left but they stayed and you can always salvage something now violence and stuff is different but as far as someone breaking your trust if that's what you want you got to get some personal counseling to help you get past it
0: No question. I I look at at breaking trust as as a big thing because that is the foundation of a relationship, is the fact that you can trust each other, you know that you're on the same page, you have the same goals and you're trying to go in the same direction maybe you don't have the same goals maybe my goals are a little bit different but they're always trying to move straight ahead and try to further and better ourselves and all of a sudden when that trust is broken now you feel like you're out on the island all by yourself and i really think that communication in that sense is going to be the biggest and the only way to gain that trust back and once it's broken believe me that you're going to have to take time to build that trust back up. And you're going to have to show, you're going to have to sacrifice on on both fronts, not just the person that broke it, but also the person who has been betrayed, because now they're going to have to have some semblance of a trust again to allow the person that broke it back in to build that trust back up so it's a delicate balance but it's something that definitely can be done and if you're in a relationship and you're positive that it's worth keeping believe me then it probably is and you should figure out a way to make it happen because everybody makes mistakes but not everybody makes up and that's big making up is a big thing
2: that's right and today we shared with you The Seven Wonders of the World, and Love and Romance, and how the two are definitely linked. And we hope you enjoyed our show. We thank you again for tuning in and coming with us and the support you guys show us. And until next time, thank you. We'll see you next time, same place, same time. Goodbye, our friends.
0: Respect.